0: Welcome to She Lives and Loves, a podcast for women who are ready to fall head over heels in love with themselves and life. I'm your host, Karen Monaco, a conscious life creatrix, self-love guide, and intuitive poet. On today's episode, I'm introducing you to my dear friend, Kristen Coker. Kristen is an intuitive life coach, Reiki practitioner, writer, beauty seeker, connection lover, dreamer, and fellow human. On this episode, Kristen dives into her self-love journey, sharing what's worked for her, what hasn't, and how you can embrace it all. Lean in, listen, and enjoy.
1: All right, so hello and welcome to Kristen Coker. I am so excited to have you here on She Lives and Loves today.
2: Hi, it's great
1: to be here. So we're going to kick off right on into what we usually do, which is these fun channeled questions. And then we're going to talk to Kristen about her self-love journey, what initiated her, all the good stuff. You're going to get her wisdom, her guidance, the things that she really recommends for the self-love journey. Okay. So here we go with these channeled questions. The first one is, what is your favorite holiday?
2: Oh, (laughs) Um, well, Christmas is the first thing that came to mind. Um, Yeah, I I would, I would have to say it's Christmas. And I have sort of, um, you know, when November comes and the Christmas lights start showing up and the Christmas things, all the things start showing up. I really get excited. And then I sort of, you know, get less excited as December hits. And it's sort of this, like, I don't want to say love hate relationship with it, but I really enjoy the magic of it. Um, And I don't enjoy the commercialism so much. Mm. So yeah, I would say that it is my favorite. And then my the next one after that would be Easter. Mm. I just love spring. And um, yeah, yeah, new life. And
1: yeah. And you are a spring baby, aren't you? You're-
2: I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was born at the end of March. So
1: okay.
2: yeah, that's also my favorite time.
1: Nice. So do you guys have any rituals around Christmas time or traditions that light you up or what excites you in regards to the non-commercialism part of it?
2: Um, No, we don't really have any rituals. And I guess just what excites me is the magic of the season. Um, I feel like everything is a little more amplified around that time. If you pay attention to it, if you pay attention to, um, sort of what's underlying everything. Yeah. I think that's my, my most favorite part and yeah, just being aware of that.
1: I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. So from favorite holiday, we move into what is a hidden talent that you have?
2: Oh, (laughs) Um, I don't know that I really have one.
1: Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> be asking if you didn't.
2: A hidden talent. Um okay, I'm gonna say dancing, but I wouldn't say that I'm really good at it, but I really love it. Like I really love a good Zumba class. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's just something that brings me a lot of happiness.
1: Well, and I think that there's a talent in going towards the things that make us happy and bring us joy.
2: Yes, yes.
1: So often we deviate from that and we Mm -hmm. don't make time for it. So I love that. Um, And also bringing into the light that we don't have to be great at something for us to feel talented or to feel good at it or Mm -hmm. even to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, So that really that really excites me and I feel like that gives us all something to think about what is it that we maybe aren't good at but still enjoy I love painting I am not a great painter
2: (laughs) so that's awesome
1: yeah so I feel like I don't think I would have tapped into that if you hadn't brought that up so thank you for Mm. presenting that for us oh you're welcome uh next one is what is a secret obsession that
2: you have Oh boy. I feel strange admitting this. Um and I wouldn't say it's an obsession, but something that I do um is I read obituaries. Oh. And yeah. And yeah, it's it feels really weird admitting this and saying it out loud. Only only my closest people know that I do this. Um, but I think it's the 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 I don't want to say fascination but it's the draw to the the in-between like it's the draw to leaving this world and um I've always been sort of interested in I'll say death but like the dying process like the end of life process and sort of how that goes for people and what that looks like and along with that, people's journeys. So I find myself looking at obituaries just to feel closer to that, that sacred part of life. Mm. Does oh, that it, make sense?
1: It ab- absolutely makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, as you know, like I've shared with the newsletter, I've shared her on the podcast that I just went back into hospice work. So to me, that isn't weird and i share that same fascination with what is this process we, it's mm-hmm. the one thing that is certain in this life not to be yeah. more or gruesome but it is the one thing that's certain in this life so mm-hmm. um, to me i'm like no that's totally not weird um and i also love that you say that only your closest family and friends know this because now we all know this and we are now part of that (laughs) network and that I mean that just that excites me because She Lives and Loves is all about community and helping women feel that connection to one another so I love it okay um so this is a random question and I hope it doesn't kind of it might push it a little too far but have you ever considered your own like my own death Your own, like your own death, your own obituary type thing. I know that that's actually um, a practice that some that's in some lineages is is really considering what would be said or shared about you upon passing.
2: Yes, I have. You have. Mm -hmm. I have. I've thought about this a lot. I've, you know, I've thought about um, sort of what my death will look like, Mm. how it will go um and I recently had a close friend of mine we went out for coffee and coffee and tea last week and she she jokingly did this thing where she was like and I'm gonna read your eulogy and Mm -hmm. we were talking about some gifts that I have that I'm not sharing yet Mm -hmm. um I'm really holding them close and (laughs) she kind of made a joke um Kristen Coker has so many gifts, and I chimed in and I said, and she didn't share any of them with you. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it was just sort of this realization like, wow, like I've got some things to do. Like I've got some things to do before I get to that point. And yeah, I, I, I don't feel that I'm explaining it clearly, but it was just this okay, like when my life is over you know what can be said what did i do what will that look like what will my life have looked like mm-hmm. so it was a real awareness so yes it's it's come up a lot recently and um yeah it's something i've given a lot of thought to
1: and especially whereas our second question i just have to point this out was what are your hidden talents <laughs>
2: <laughs> dancing
1: it all comes full circle um wow okay well thank you for sharing that with us that is Mm -hmm. some powerful stuff and i'm already sitting here thinking we might need to do a follow-up interview and dive into (laughs) into just that topic yes so the next one is we are pretty early well we're very early it's only january at the time of recording in 2023 Mm -hmm. are you working with a word or intention or a goal for 2023
2: you know i felt really resistant um I don't, I don't make new year's resolutions for a few years. I was choosing a word. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I felt really resistant to choosing a word this year. And I thought I'm just going to let it flow. Um, my intention for January and February was just to be in winter. Um, where I live in Ontario, we're in winter and, um, I Yeah, I just really set this intention to just stay quiet and rest and really listen um, to what's sort of present. And a couple, maybe it was last week or the week before, I posted um, a poem and it's called Start Close In. And then since then, I'm aware that those are my words, like close in, Just, Mm -hmm. just stay close, just stay close to your heart. And listen, stop looking outside. Stop looking for um, validation. Just stay really, really close.
1: Mm-hmm. So, chills. I love that. Um, and it also answers. You know, at the usually at the end of this part of the interview, I ask either what zodiac signs do you read the horoscope for, or what season are you in. And I was going to ask what season are you in, and you already answered that, which is winter. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that on She Lives and Loves for a few episodes at this point. And I'm just wondering do you, before we jump into self love truly and deeply, and maybe this is even what brings us into that, is what is your wisdom for winter? What, if somebody's struggling to really embrace winter, what nugget of gold do you
2: have for them? Um, I would just say, allow like if you're struggling with winter allow the struggle like it's okay the struggle is okay it's part of being human Mm -hmm. um something that I really do in winter is I I support myself a little more than normal um in terms of adding light like Mm -hmm. I literally add candles around my house um I have salt lamps on those little things I find bring me comfort in winter and help me get through it. And, and I think also really, really just paying, just going inward and paying attention to, to, you know, what's going on. Like I said before, within your own heart, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of easy to look outside and be like, okay, I need something to make me feel better. But if you just take some time, and go inward um there's a lot there yeah mm-hmm.
1: that is some rich wisdom especially this um you know and i reached for my pen to write it down forgetting that we're recording and i'm going to hear this again but this idea of adding light you mm-hmm. know like when we're in the darkness we can still find light and we can still yeah. have to support us
2: hmm
1: and I also want to tap into this. You said that you support yourself a little bit more in winter. What is that? I love that. um chills again covered in
2: <laughs> What does that look like for you? Um well, it does look like adding more light literally in my home um, with with real candles and and fake candles um even in terms of my physical health, increasing my vitamins. And, you know, they say that vitamin D, you know, we're, we're deficient in vitamin D. Um, You know, it's just really taking care of myself in a physical way. So I will um, just make sure I'm doing that in terms of taking, taking my vitamins and supplements. Um, What else do I do? I think in terms of when it comes to rest, just making myself really cozy like really supporting that process really giving myself that time that if i want to sit and watch a show for an hour like i just fully commit to that like i'll go and get into bed and i'll watch that show for an hour and just really be there mm. and there's also this sense of like you know that winter is going to pass and and you know you know that spring is going to come and just trusting in that knowing is also something um, that I find myself that I find myself doing. And um, I know that you're aware of Rebecca Campbell's work and she really talks about, you know, what's happening beneath the surface in the winter. And that's another thing that I really trust, you know, where I am, everything looks dead and gray and, you know, but beneath the surface, what's happening and what's going to bloom in the spring. So It's just really trusting in that.
1: And I love the way you put just committing to, Mm -hmm. you know, you had said like committing to going and being in bed, but that's really showing up fully to the process and committing to yourself,
2: committing
1: to just that journey, that full, that cyclical journey that we're in. And I love the way you put that because I've never found those words for it before, but it really Hits the heart. Like, how can I commit to my? You know, maybe who's ever listening isn't in winter, maybe they're in spring. So, how can you commit to spring or whatever season you're in? So, that also feels like another juicy nugget that I'm so grateful that you shared with us. So, let's go ahead and cross through that gateway of self love now. What initiated you into this journey of self love, of loving yourself?
2: You know, I wouldn't say that it was, um, you know, one big initiation. It's been, um, it's been a journey of many small steps, honestly. And when I first heard of this self love thing, I was like, self love, like what am I supposed to do? Give myself hugs? Like it just sounded so foreign and so odd. Um, and then there is Louise Hay's work. Uh, her mirror work and she talks about um, you know looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself I love you and again I was like this is weird I'm not doing this but then I did it (laughs) (laughs) and you know there's something really powerful when you look in your own eyes and you see beyond your physical uh, appearance and it's like I love you like, I really love who you are, the person that you are, the being that you are, the things you've done, the way you've shown up. Um, so that's kind of how it started for me. And then since then, it's it's been um like a series of small steps mm-hmm. and a process. And I think it's always going to be a process.
1: Yeah. Well, and self-love does feel from the interviews, from the work that I've done in my own journey, like it's just one big continuous initiation and it is mm-hmm. those steps of you love yourself this much. Let's take it further. Let's go just a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will really resonate with kind of the, what you, what in the world is self-love? And so I know you mentioned Louise Hay's work, what else helped you figure out it's not limited to the hugs it's not limited (laughs) to any one thing because I will tell you like that was even my own process too where I was like what does this even
2: mean yeah
1: what helped empower you to to get that deeper understanding
2: um You know, I really I feel that it it has been all of the healing work that I've done. Um, for the past, you know, ten to twelve years i've I've been in therapy, and you know, it's been off and on, and you know, at times it was intense. Um, but I, I I think just really allowing myself to be supported and giving that to myself yeah like I, I find it hard to explain but you know just the simple act of being witnessed is really loving like just getting into that space of being witnessed by another person and your pain in your healing in your trauma um it's it's a really loving act Mhm yeah. And the strength it takes
1: to let yourself be vulnerable, Yeah, be witnessed mm-hmm. you know? um, And so were there did you come up against any challenges in letting yourself be witnessed by other people by really letting your full self, you know, not just the joys of life, but the challenges or the struggles or the trauma? in life Mm -hmm. did you I I guess like I want to ask did that come easy to you
2: no it didn't because of um my trauma I was really guarded so I I really had to find someone that I felt safe with and honestly this someone she just showed up like yeah yeah I don't know if well I'm sure you have had the experience of meeting someone that you know you've met before Mm -hmm. not in this lifetime um and that you you know you have a soul contract with and she just showed up this my therapist Mm -hmm. um and yes I was very guarded with her and I was very scared um because when I first met her I went to her because I was having um trauma memories coming to the surface so that was scary um but she just created the space and this holding that just was so safe to me and so open and so allowing that I was able to you know move beyond the fear and um allow the healing to happen
1: did that I mean, I know that you mentioned it's a soul contract, and she, it sounds like she really held that sacred space.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Did it still take time for you to fully receive the space that was open to you, or was the soul connection, or is the soul connection so powerful that it was almost like an instant falling down of the walls? Because I've had, I've seen it and experienced it both, both where it's like that flash of like this person is safe and then there's this other we like brick by brick they come down <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was definitely brick by brick okay yeah I was like I said I was really guarded and you know my walls were built really uh really high and <laughs> really thick um but yeah it, it was it was a process and she saw that you know she saw that it was hard for me to to do that and um yeah, she just held the space and allowed it to be that, you mm-hmm. know, didn't try to make it different. She just lo- allowed it to be what it was.
1: Yeah. Well, that sounds amazing. And I said this so many times on the podcast when we talk about therapy or you know, anything that comes up surrounding our mental well-being or our mental health, that it is so needed right now. Like we do mm-hmm. need to talk about it and own up that we're going through certain things or getting certain help to break that stigma. So I'm always so appreciative when somebody else speaks into that because I found like people are just resistant to it,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: even though we need it more than ever, given what's happened on the planet over the past couple of decades, but we need it more than ever. So I'm always grateful when somebody is just like able to confidently say, this is one of the supports I got.
2: Yeah. And I think it's the power in, in being witnessed, the power in being, um, just really seen and heard and and validated. I mean, this life is hard Mm -hmm. and we need support. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: So, yeah, I mean, therapy has been a part of my world, like I said, for the past 10 to 12 years and likely always will be because I need that. um, I'm going to say support again, but I, I just need that sort of like a sounding board, like just help me sort things out you know, I can't see past my own limitations sometimes. And, you know, I've done the trauma work and, you know, I'm sort of beyond that stuff, but just the, you know, the daily life stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think sometimes just in having someone listen to us, right? Like we can talk, I talk to myself all day long, but when somebody (laughs) is actually listening to me, I often find they don't have to even say anything, but I find the answer within myself. There's just something about that process, and it sounds like she's quite good at being able to listen and respond as opposed to react, which
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know is lovely. Um, okay, so being fully witnessed and allowing whatever is there to be on the, to just be there has definitely helped you. Is there anything else that's been supportive and this can be anything. It can be books, it can be you know, I was gonna say music, but it can really be anything.
2: That's been supportive of my of self-love. Just your,
1: yeah, your whole process getting you to where you are now.
2: Um well certainly the spiritual aspect of things has been um a big support. I've always had this feeling when i was young it was a feeling of of being homesick mm-hmm. and then it sort of translated into like i'm missing something like there's something am i missing my home um and i mentioned rebecca campbell earlier and a lot of her work talks about that mm-hmm. you know this this feeling um that some of us have about missing something or feeling homesick or knowing that they've come here to do something, but really can't remember what that is. Mm. So a lot of um, the spiritual work has really helped me to be okay with that. You know, really, rather than getting angry, like, what is this feeling? Why am I feeling this? Um, you know, having access to, to these resources, it's like, oh, okay, this is something. Mm -hmm. okay I can accept this and I can allow this and I can love this as as part of me
1: yeah and it sounds a lot like just facing and even kind of witnessing I'm in the unknown right now and Mm -hmm. I often find that we're in the unknown for a very good reason yeah (laughs) and that is like the spiritual that is a spiritual practice in and of itself is just being there Mm -hmm. Uh, So like, how do you, um, the question that I is really coming up is how do you experience the unknown? Like, how does that feel like almost like a sensory experience? What is that like for you when you are in those, like something's there, I can't remember it, or I can't see in front of me for whatever reason.
2: Mm. Um, that in itself is a bit of a journey. I, I do find that I get frustrated, you know, and I'm like, why can't I just remember this? And then that's where the um, compassion comes in. And it's like, you don't have to remember, you know, it's just bringing um, compassion and awareness to that. Okay. This feeling is here. I've had it all my life and that's okay. It, it can be here. It's unfolding. Um And I don't feel that you know I don't necessarily forget I just need to pay closer attention and let it unfold like I don't think it's going to be one you know big sort of remembering um but more like a small like a a slower softer smaller um process smaller steps mm-hmm. um yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I'm sitting with it with it right now. Just just allowing it to unfold, you know, bit by bit, yeah. piece by piece.
1: Well, and I think you bring up something that's really important to remember that in these moments on the path where we can't see in front of us when we don't know what the next step is, where we have no idea where we're going, that. It's not about what do I need to do or what action do I need to take? And you've really like said this or highlighted this a couple of times. It's I need to just be here. I need Mm -hmm. to surrender into all of it, Welcome it in instead of push it away. Yeah. And I love that because self-love is more a state of being than doing. Mm Mm-hmm. And that compassion piece that you touched on is a really powerful way to be with yourself.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. It is powerful. And it's, you know, it's been one of my, it's been one of my biggest ways of loving myself. You know, I, I used to really push things away, things that I didn't like about myself or qualities that I didn't like or things that I did that I didn't like. Um, I would really try and push those away, but when you just allow them to be there and just meet it with compassion, it's like, okay, you know, you can be here. It's part of being human. You know, it's kind of messy sometimes. Um, so that has been the biggest thing. I think love translates to compassion and compassion translates to love. Mm-hmm. So how do I love these things that I may not necessarily be happy with or like feeling or just meeting it with compassion?
1: And I I love the, um, it's not a cycle, but I love this um, equating compassion and love because I'm just wondering, are there other things that you can also find that or have found that crossover with? Like other things that, mean love or are an act of self-love
2: for you? Aside from compassion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, awareness is a big one.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, bringing awareness to things and also understanding,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. you know, rather than And I might be repeating myself here, but rather than trying to push things away and, you know, parts of you that you may not like, just being aware, okay, this part is here. I don't love it. You know, it doesn't feel great. It's not who I want to be. And then understanding why it's there, you know, and where it's come from.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, An example I can give for myself is that... um, I I get, I, I get angry. Now I will say I'm an Aries. So (laughs) (laughs) the fire is real, (laughs) you know, and rather than beating myself up, you know, why am I, you know, and, and also making it who I am, like, why am I an angry person? Well, I'm not an angry person. It's just something that shows up from time to time. Um, so being aware of that, it's not who I am. It's a part of me and understanding, you know, where it's come from. Like it's really well-developed. I have a lot of things to be angry about mm-hmm. and that's okay. I'm just going to let that be present and be okay.
1: Yeah. And that difference in, um, oh my gosh, there's so many things that as you were coming up, <laughs> so good, but I love this presencing of of the difference between I am an angry person and I am angry right now. Yes. And that's huge for anybody that's listening. One, I love that you bring up anger because it's one of those emotions that I think we're all like, Ooh, like anger is Mm -hmm. not okay. Anger. Like don't let anybody know that I'm angry as hell. So I love the vulnerable. I love your share there just around that specific emotion, but also that we aren't defined by our emotions that our emotions are fluid. They will come and they will go. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I thought was like, oh my God, like, yes, you talked about awareness and acceptance being forms of love. Mm-hmm. And I think where there's awareness and acceptance, it's it nips judgment, self-judgment, self, even self-rejection in the butt. So mm-hmm. I love that for people who are really struggling with that rejection or that judgment of self, which comes, you know, I'm an angry person, judgment, I'm angry right now, acceptance and awareness. Mm-hmm. So, such a beautiful teaching. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that yeah. to us.
2: Today. Oh, you're welcome. And if I can just say along with that is that. Um, with awareness comes acceptance, you know, being aware of it. You're not not rejecting it anymore. It's like, okay, you're here. And then to go deeper into that, it's like, what do you have to tell me? Why are you showing up? And letting that part of you speak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And such a good question for anyone listening to take with you is, why are you showing up to all the feelings? You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's helpful, even when we're experiencing joy, not that we're going to have this joyful moment and be like, why are you showing up and question it? But just becoming aware again, there's that awareness word so that like in those moments of joy, it can be like, this brought me joy. So let's add more of that in. And Mm -hmm. even like, I'm feeling sad. What are you trying to tell me? Why are you here? What's present? It just takes all of it all of it to the next level. It allows mm-hmm. it to be um, amplified, but in a way that feels healthier. At least that's how I'm experiencing it in my body right now. Asking that question, what are you, what do you have to share? Or what do you hear? I forget your exact words. like, it just feels so healthy. So what were your exact yeah. words?
2: <laughs> oh, I think I said, what are you, what are you here to show me? What are you here to tell me?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, Good. That might need to go on a little post-it note. <laughs> <for me. laughs> awesome. Well, there's
2: always a message in it. I feel you know, anger just doesn't show up for no reason. You yeah, know, it's it's there's usually so much underneath. Mm, absolutely.
1: All right. So, um, oh my gosh, I could talk to you forever. To be completely, no,
2: we we could talk
1: forever. <laughs> I want to talk about all of these things. So we're going to have to have you back. That is for sure. But as we're starting, kind of wrapping up today, the one thing that we have maybe we haven't mentioned so far, um, the one thing, if you could, if somebody was sitting in front of you, let me start over. If someone was sitting in front of you and asking, how do I love myself? Where can I start, or how can I take it to that next step? What's what's your heart's wisdom on that? Mm.
2: well i think the fact that somebody would be asking that question is they're already starting to do it mm-hmm. you know they're already aware that they're doing it um oh, i just feel that the journey is different for for everybody but i'll go back to you know the awareness piece and the compassion piece you know and bringing those two things to, to the things that you don't love about yourself. And I say it like, you know, I don't, I don't love that. I get angry. I don't love um, that. I overthink, but those things serve a purpose. And I think it is just bringing awareness to that. And back to the rejection piece, like, Stop rejecting those parts of you and just allow them to be, you know, it's like, it's like the separation between, you know, letting them be who you are, letting them take you over to just, just creating space and allowing them to be there.
1: Did you find in accepting, Hey, I'm an overthinker. Hey, I get angry that it
2: change that those tendencies in any way um yeah yes I have noticed um you know and I I use the word anger but sometimes it shows up as like dysregulation Then I get really angry that I'm dysregulated like if I'm just really sort of out of sorts um rather than letting that consume me and take me over now I am able to just take the space and I can I can even verbalize it like I just need some time I'm really feeling out of sorts I'm really feeling dysregulated and I I need to come back to myself so you know rather than letting it take me over and you know getting angry and being short and um I literally just just remove myself and go and have some time by myself until I feel okay.
1: Oh, I love that. Especially because it takes that grounding component that we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Of, this is what's real. This is what's right now. And this is what I need. And then the self-love piece, I mean, there's self-love sprinkled through that entire process, but what a gift to give yourself to just remove you to say, this is what I need. And then to meet that need
2: yes yes and allowing that emotion to be present Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah
2: yeah. so it's like okay I'm angry the anger's here I just need a minute and you know it dissolves Mm -hmm. when I take that time to really and I've said it before just come back to myself and come back to a regulated state it dissolves
1: you love that Mm -hmm.
2: like it's like it, it it lets go Mm -hmm. you know the witnessing like you know it the the anger wants to be witnessed right so it's like the the witnessing like okay you saw me you heard me you're aware that I'm here I can let go
1: all right well like I said I could keep going because I'm like I want to ask her about this I want to ask about (laughs) this but I really do want to ask um I know before we hopped on, you said that you have a brand new website coming out. Mm-hmm. How can people connect with you? Because I'm certain that people are going to want to follow you after this. You have, <laughs> so, you have so much to share and, and offer to people. Where can they do that? How can they follow you? How can they, how can they find you and work <laughs> with you? Give us the details.
2: You can find me on um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, Instagram is Kristen dot Coker. Um, I have another page also called the beauty in this life. And that's a place where, um, we connect with our deepest humanity, um, while being aware of the the sacredness that is always present, um, allowing it all, you know, like I've said a few times, just allowing it all, this human, this human experience, um, and coming back to yourself. So. Um, Kristen.coker and the beauty in this life on Instagram. And my website is KristenCoker.com.
1: Beautiful. And so we will have all of those links down in the description of today's podcast. Um, I really just want to thank Kristen once again for coming on and sharing her magic. Um, I am so excited to see what's next for you, which brings me to my very final question. What is next
2: for you oh wow (laughs) um I don't don't know
1: okay (laughs) witnessing and presencing that because that has been such a theme on my journey but I love this um and you even just you said it like allowing that I don't know and being at peace with that and I really feel your energy is being at peace with that right now so uh thank you
2: It's taking effort to really be at peace in the unknown and, you know, in the winter, in the winter season. Um, But I really am at a place of a new beginning. You know, life has taken me on a bit of a ride the past couple of years, really. And I'm at a new beginning. And I'm really just trying to be present with that, trying to, you know, allow it to be what it is and not you know, not try and start something, not try and you know, get get momentum moving, just being really present with the unknown.
1: Wow. And that in and of itself is soul's wisdom <laughs> just be right. <laughs> All right. well, thank you again. and I will see you next time.
0: Thank you once again to Kristen for opening up and sharing her journey with us so vulnerably. If you loved this episode, make sure you follow so that you never miss any of the upcoming fun and love that I have coming your way. Once again, I'm Karen Monaco, and I will see you next time.